You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. The world is filled with many questions, such as, did giants exist? What is junk DNA? Does it mean that you're trash? Do you ever wonder if aliens have underwater bases in our oceans, and that's why there are so many UFO sightings off the coasts of islands all over the world? How serious even is climate change, and when should we start building our rafts? Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Brenna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore the answers to these questions and many, many more in our new podcast, Mystery Mystery of Everything, Everything, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Hello there, future friends. I'm Keena, the host of the Historical AF Podcast. Katie and Nathan wanted me to let you know that this show contains a plethora of colorful language. In other words, they cuss a lot, guys, like a ton. I wasn't supposed to cuss. (laughs) Anywho, if cursing isn't your jam, then this may not be the podcast for you. But if you're down for some F-bombs and you dig comedy history podcasts, then you're going to love this episode and you should head on over to my show. Historical AF is a boozy and delightfully foul-mouthed comedy podcast. We are a historian, that would be me, and some special guests delivering the funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed in your ear holes. Cheers, bitches! Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Testing, testing. Blah, 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 blah. Queen's podcast, testing, yes, testing. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> My new favorite thing to do now, Nathan, yes. So, Katie, who are we talking about today? We are talking about Isabella of Castile. Badass bitch. Badass bitch from your history books, <laughs> at least if you grew up in America. Yeah, right? Definitely oh, oh. in the history books in America. What and I found really weird is that there weren't that many podcasts specifically on Isabella. Yeah, there's a lot of things about the things she's done, um, both good and bad, um, but not really anything about, like, her upbringing, her life, her yeah. her personal story, it's which huge. really pissed me off because there was like 700 on Christopher Columbus. And then there's like 200 on the Inquisition. Yeah. And so I was really excited to learn about her. So let's get started. Nathan, what you drinking? So today I'm drinking a drink called the Isabella. I yes. mean, how fucking, I mean, obvious. Anyway, it is one part gin, uh, half part of dry vermouth and then a splash of grenadine and a splash of orange juice and guys i hate gin <laughs> so i am taking one for the team I've he take- has committed <laughs> to the outline of the show <laughs> and i am still doing my little 30 day detox no alcohol so i am drinking uh cherry kombucha with an orange sparkling water and it's all right <laughs> so let's get started Izzy was born on April 22nd of 1451. We actually know her birthday? Yeah. (laughs) One of the few that we actually know the date of her birthday. I think it's because she's such a badass bitch. Because she was very important. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she was born in Madrigal de las Altas Torres, which is modern day Spain. I totally slayed that pronunciation. Izzy, let's talk about her family life, but let's, let's start with a disclaimer that the, it it's all drama. Yeah. Everything soap opera. Everything in her family life. Everything in what we know as Spain is now at this time is just soap opera, drama, 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 drama. <laughs> so Izzy's dad was this guy named, and we're going to use the Anglican pronunciations most yeah. of the time, unless we need to decipher one person from the other because yeah. they all kind of have the same names. But um, her dad was John II of Castile, and her mom was his second wife, Isabella of Portugal. And homeboy was uh, not that popular amongst Mm-mm. his little subjects. Mm-mm. So her father, John, became king when he was one years old, and we feel like it's a universal rule that if you become king that young, 
you're going to really suck at it because, like you pointed out, Nathan, it's like you don't have a role model. You don't yeah. grow up seeing somebody else do it and go, oh, that's how you do that's it. That's right? how I should rule as a king. So yeah. he was just not, didn't have any role models. He, was, he had greedy people trying to, you know. He was very easily influenced. Very much would rather be hunting and playing music and gambling. I mean, I, I mean, besides the gambling thing, I'm not a gambler. Yeah. But all that other shit I sounds great. I wouldn't want to hunt, but dancing and partying and listening to music, that yeah, all. Katie, yeah. you wouldn't want to hunt. I know. <laughs> but, but also, I'm not king, so that's fine that I don't want to do king shit. This guy was king, and so all his people were like, you need to come do king shit. And he's like, <laughs> ah, new phone. Who dis? Who dis? I don't, I don't know. So her mother was the king's second wife. So he had been married previously before and had a kid in the previous marriage. But now this is uh, Isabella of Portugal is his second wife. And Isabella of Portugal, Mama, Mama Isabella, as we're going to call her, was very headstrong. She also suffered from depression, which will be a theme in this family. Not so much in our Isabella of Castile episodes, but when we cover her children and stuff. Yeah. Um, but she was very popular because she marries the king and he's enamored with her because she's young and beautiful and vivacious and popular with the people. And she's like, you're going to do some king shit now. And he's like, oh, but there's this party I got to go to. And she's like, you can go to the party after you do some king shit. Because you're the fucking king. And so. you, so you need to do some king shit. And so he was... He, she really cracked the whip, and the people were like, "Finally, oh my god, yeah, finally, finally somebody who can fucking rule my country, rule my country, bitch." Yeah. And so, uh, like Katie was saying, she did suffer from depression, and after having Isabella, she did have uh, postpartum depression, oh, horrible, bout which of is, postpartum. I mean. It's a horrible thing today, but thankfully today we know what it is. We know what it is. Back we then, know. they didn't know what. Why is she locking is she herself in her she room? She must be possessed. Yeah, she's a witch. Yeah. <laughs> mm, must let's be. go. Let's go bleed her with some leeches. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so she had, like I was saying earlier, she had an older brother named Henry, mm-hmm. and then a few years after Isabella was born, she had a younger brother named Alfonso. So all of John's kids are Henry, who was from his first wife. Um, and then with his second wife, he had Isabella and Alfonso. Exactly. And I want to say Henry was like 20 years older than Isabella. Um, and actually I think he was actually the same age as Mama Isabella, if not like maybe one or two years difference. Weird. Yeah. I don't know as a king if I could marry somebody who's the same age as my child. Yeah. Well. (laughs) This is awkward. Like I said, it's all soap opera. And um, Henry, the half-brother, like, people just called him out in the open Henry the Impotent. Like, Damn. Like, they didn't even try to pretend. Like, <laughs> called him Henry the Impotent because he had been married to his wife for a decade. And his wife was, like, telling people, like, he does not try to sleep with me. He is, we have never had sex. He doesn't try. Ooh. And this, this reminds me of the Catherine de' Medici episode where Catherine's son had like this little court of his favorites that all got powdered up and mm. gussied up and beautiful. And there were rumors that he also was impotent and couldn't get it up. But, but they're just gay. They're well, just gay. But this guy, <laughs> I don't know that it was really known that he had like court favorites that anybody was thinking that maybe he was gay with. Uh, that he was lovers with, I guess I should say, not just gay with. But, but I mean, there was, yeah. Huh. Like, maybe he just, maybe he was impotent. Maybe he just wasn't into sex. Maybe he's asexual. Either way. Maybe um, he had, like, a pee-pee problem. Maybe he had a pee-pee problem, yeah. Oh. Like, um, what's it, what's ding-dong problem? Ding-dong like, problems. Yeah, which is the medical term. It's the Medici, <laughs> it's the Medici. No, wait, that's the, um... The Marie Antoinette episode. Oh, you're right. Ding or dong her problems. husband had the ding dong problems. Yes. yes. Anyway, <laughs> so you can find our article that we're posting for WebMD <laughs> on ding dong problems. Ding dong problems. <laughs> anyway, so they called him Henry the Impotent out just like in the open, um, which shocked me because could you imagine in like the Tudor court? 
if anybody had ever said anything like that about Henry VIII. Off with their fucking heads. Off with their fucking heads. Like, no questions asked. So let's talk about the political climate of the time. Because so, it's uh, also a dumpster fire. <laughs> that we're trying to put out with uh, a garden hose. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. So we've already laid out that this is some soap opera fucking drama. And... John wasn't popular. Yeah, and it's a fucking shit show. He had lost, like, his central power in Castile, and um, the lords had gained a lot of the power on themselves, so it really wasn't a monarchy anymore. It was more of a republic. Yeah, because he wasn't able to get the lords and the dukes to, like, fall behind him. Yeah. They were able to gain more power. He really couldn't pass any legislation without the support of the lords, and they were all being petty dicks, so they didn't support anything that he wanted to do, which made him mad, and it just, it was... (laughs) <laughs> so Spain as we know it right now is this big country but at that time it was divided up into like a bunch of different little territories so you had uh, Castile and Leon which is where our, our story home- takes place right yeah, now our yeah. homegirls from yeah. um, there's Aragon where some fancy pants man may come down the pipeline. Uh, then there's <laughs> Navarre, which is a notorious area for like the French and, and the Spain, Spain to really like fight over, over that. Yeah. And then you have the Moorish territories, which whenever I say Moorish, we mean uh, Islamic, Muslim. They had immigrated from like in the 700s from, you know, uh, Lebanon, that yeah. area, all the way over to from and South mm. Africa, I mean, North Africa. And so they're really. Uh, in the south part of Spain. Like Granada. Yes. Yeah. So they're like a hop, skip, and a jump away from Africa because, and they had been there for a fucking long ass time. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of religious turmoil at this time as well. Um, while it wasn't prevalent in the time of John II, probably like a generation previous, a lot of the Jewish people were forced to wear clothing to indicate that they were Jewish. Yeah, it sounds like World War II. Which isn't cool. <laughs> no. Um, and they were persecuted um, quite a lot. And also the Moors or the Islamic people that we mentioned earlier, um, I have in my notes, notes that they were always threatening the peace. But to be fair, the Christians were always threatening the peace to them. It was it was just a threatening situation. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, I mean, was, anytime that you have a, a, a bunch of different religions in one area, people are like, no, well, my like, God's right. No, so my God's right. With the Jewish people, though, they were sort of a minority. Like, they were kind of fucked if they went to the Christian territories or the Islamic territories. Nobody, like, yeah. sucked to be them. Um, at, but the Islamic peoples and the Christian peoples were both so powerful and so spiteful to each other. And uh, the Moors would block off um, the the route for the Silk Road for the Spanish people. And then how do they get their fucking money, you know? Yeah. Like, and yeah. then they get all genocide on each other. And, and, and anyway, we don't have time to go <laughs> any further into that. We could easily. Um, but let's just move on with, with Isabella's story. go with the story. When she was three... Her dad died in fifteen forty five. So her brother Henry now becomes the heir of the throne and he becomes Henry the Fourth of Castile. Mm-hmm. And he puts aside his first wife that everyone was like, Hey, impotent, you can't get her pregnant. And he marries um, a new wife from Portugal because every like Castile and Portugal are just like Ramalamalama ding. They're they're Family trees are so intertwined. Shoop, doop, doop, yippity, boom, da boom. Does that mean in, does that mean incest? No. Is that what that means? <laughs> I'm singing from from Greece. We go together like rama lama lama. Sex with a cousin. Yeah, because that's what it was. It was. It was. It was a lot of sex with their cousins. Anyway, so he marries this princess from. Portugal, who would have been Mama Izzy's either niece or cousin or something like that. Some weird incestual bullshit. The new Henry, um, Brother Henry did not trust his stepmom at all, and he sends Henry, Izzy, and Alfonso off to the Aravello Castle. Um, in in um, John's will, he had put, you know, provide for Izzy and the kids 
And so Henry was like, well, I'm going to give them this castle. So that's so providing. That's, that's, that's cool. But, but this castle is not like. It's not a nice castle. A real castle. Like It's like. It's, we were talking about this earlier and it's like they had these places that were fortresses for yeah. war. And so <clears throat> while, yes, it looks like this big castle, the rooms are really fucking tiny. Yeah. Like the windows are really fucking tiny. So all the castles that like rich people of luxury lived in had probably once been um, war fortresses, but then were then converted for living. So um, cushions were put somewhere. Carpeting. And, you, uh, <laughs> tapestries were hung on the wall. The windows were made to actually let light in. Yeah. And this one, this castle wasn't. It was desolate. It was the dustiest castle. The moat was dry. With no plans of, like, ever. How lovely. And what makes me go, ooh, is that the windows are, like, these tiny little slits. And that's what they did, like, back in medieval times so that you could um, shoot off arrows through these tiny little slits, but nothing could get through. Makes sense. But when you're living there and not fighting a war, (laughs) like, how do you get light in, you know? You don't. You you So you're just living in this dusty castle, and her mom, who was already... Um, suffering depression, I'm sure this didn't help. Oh, hell no. And they didn't have any money. Like, Henry was not... Henry was like, what? I gave him a castle. What else do you want? And it's like, how about some income? Yeah. He gave. He did send 200 men for their, air quotes, protection. But, but they were spies. They are fucking spies. They were spies. But confidential informants. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. So, no, it wasn't... It was royal poverty, is the phrase we've been using. Yeah, I know, and it's really funny. Like, royal poverty sounds like an oxymoron, like yeah. jumbo shrimp. <laughs> it just does not work. But, oh, fun fact. The family that actually managed the castle while they lived there, their daughter was named Beatrice. Mm-hmm. And she actually became Isabella's, like, BFF4E. Like, for life. So, so pretty cool. Like, out of a shithole of a situation, she got a best friend. She so. at least, yeah, she made a good friend. Cool. So, her religion. She is super fucking Catholic. She's she a catholic She is. She is a catholic Um, While living in dust, ye old dusty castle in royal poverty, her mother went balls to the wall, religious, pious. Like, Maybe a little cray-cray. And this is when young Izzy starts her religious education under her mother, um, and I mean, this, she, she's super young at this point, this so this is like a huge influence yeah, on her personality. Monumental. These are her formative years. She lived in Dusty Castle from <laughs> 1545 ye to old Dusty ye Castle. old Dusty Castle. <laughs> so yeah, they lived there from 1545 to 1552. And I mean, that's her formative years. That's yeah. like seven years or something. So yeah. from like ages three to ten. That's, that's when a, you form your personality. Yeah, like, that's whenever you learn your values and everything about that. So obviously, growing up in a very pious religious family, yeah, you so, you have a strict set of guidelines. You know exactly what you want and mm-hmm. how you're going to get she it. She becomes a very serious person, very religious person. So as they do in all of our, pretty much all of our women's history, is that they start trying to sell off their the young little girl mm-hmm. to some weird Time to fucking... get her married. Exactly. Or at least get her engaged to start, like, some much-needed alliances from a king who wasn't holding a whole lot of power. Yeah. So, so first, she was betrothed to Ferdinand, who was the heir of the Aragon kingdom, which is, like, right next door to Castile. Yeah, they thought um, that if they... If Aragon and Castile could be consolidated, they would have power over most of, like what is now modern-day Spain. And it is modern-day Spain. And that would be a big fucking deal. But after a couple years, Henry ended up... He got himself into some hostilities with them, and then other alliances started to seem a little more appealing to him. So he was like, man, I don't need you, Aragon. I don't need that. So he's kind of lets that thing dissolve. Yeah, he dissolves it after a couple of years. Now... Brother Henry as king wasn't super popular either. The first no. couple of years, or like the first year, everybody was like, whoa, new king. And then really soon they were like, oh, fuck, it's the same king. He He's- had the same exact issues as his dad, where he wasn't able to get these lords and dukes who had all this money and power to fall in line behind him. Yeah, and it didn't help that he let, like, everybody call him Henry the Impotent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but he did manage to get somebody pregnant. Maybe. Oh, ouch. 
Event- his his wife finally does like his second wife gets pregnant, and but immediately everyone's just like. You didn't get her pregnant. Shut up. Somebody else got her pregnant. And he's just like, no, guys, I did it. That ain't your baby daddy. That you know, ain't your baby daddy. I, I'm a baby daddy. <laughs> um, I mean, there's still a lot of people still think to this day that he didn't actually get his wife pregnant. That's a whole other fucking That's rabbit hole. That's a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> but when the baby was about to be born, Henry decides that he wants Izzy and little Alfonso in his view. So he brings them back to court um, in Segovia where he ha- has his court. And she becomes a new lady-in-waiting to Joanna or Joan. <laughs> yeah, Queen Queen Juana of Castile, but we're going to say Joanna because that... We're white. Yeah. <laughs> Um, though let's call because they the baby that ends up being born is a daughter who they also name Joanna. So let's call the queen Joanna and the baby Juana. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Cool. Got it. Cool. 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 Um, cool. Cool. So, cool, 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 so cool, they're cool, back cool, at court, cool. and this is a really huge fucking upgrade for fucking Lizzie. Upgrade. Yeah. Auto upgrade. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's not living in a fucking dusty castle anymore. She is in a regular castle, <laughs> and she's loving it. Uh, she's got carpet and rugs and tapestries. Oh my! And she's got food. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, and of course she's got some new fancy clothes, and she's dripping in her jewels at Laguanza. Laguanza, uh, you gotta have to drip in your jewels. Her mom was left back at Dusty Castle. Let's not think about that because that makes me really sad. Let's think about. Oh my those god, shiny jewels! jewels. Yay! <laughs> um, she was Izzy was so popular at court, like. Everybody loved her. She was the perfect fucking princess. She was, I mean, she yeah. was smart. She knew how to be quiet. Yeah. You know, she was beautiful, but she wasn't arrogant. Mm-hmm. She was pious and she was grateful for everything, but still was regal as fuck. Yes. Um, most importantly, she's finally getting a formal education. That's, I, mean, I mean, that is the deal breaker for anybody. Yeah. She would have learned how to read with her mother because she would have needed to be able to read the Bible. But now she's learning um, more pragmatic things like um, languages, math, music. Of course, you know, she's a woman, so dancing and sewing. It was a very typical female education at the time, but it piqued her interest in learning, which would go on for the rest of her life. Yeah, so let's let's be superficial for a moment. Okay. And let's talk about how she looked. And I want to get one thing straight, is that a lot of the pictures that you see online are of this, like, olive skin, dark... Catherine Zeta Jones type beautiful, yeah. beautiful. But that's not what means, she looked like. That's not what she fucking looked like. That's not what she looked she like. She was pale. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, thinner. She was short. She, she had, had red hair. She had green eyes. Yeah. Not what you see, like, literally. If I think there's only, like, one picture that I was able to see where she's, like, sitting in a chair, I think. Yeah. And she has, like, you can see that she has strawberry blonde hair. Yeah. And um, it's kind of the same with, like, when we discuss Catherine of Aragon, like, the actress that plays... Catherine Aragon and the Tudors is like what we all think when we think Catherine of Aragon and probably when we think Isabel Castile, like the black hair. I I feel like that's kind of racist. But, (laughs) like, well, um, you have to look this way to be Spanish. Isabella. Isabella's like half Portuguese. There was like a, and also there was a, like, a Plantagenet, which is England. Like, there's a Plantagenet king who married his sister off to a Castilian probably a hundred years prior to this. So she's got some pale English in her too, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what she looked like, but she was said to be very, very pretty. Yeah. So another engagement. Yeah. She's engaged again. (laughs) And when she was 13, Henry betrothed her to fucking parasite called Alfonso of Portugal. Yeah. The, <laughs> He's gonna like show up randomly in the story. He and just won't like, leave this fucking story but this is his first appearance. <laughs> and Izzy was not not interested in yeah, this dude. Me neither. Because he was, he was 20 years older than her and no one in Castile liked him. Like they didn't trust him. They were no. like I, I'm not entirely sure what he did to make them all kind of go hmm. No, thank you. Yeah, so she was like, she ended up telling Henry that the nobles would have to agree to her marriage, and no one was going to agree to Alfonso. She was like, I would, I would love to marry Alfonso because that's what you want me to do, but nobody around here wants me to. So sorry, I'm, my hands are tied. I would love to do what you want me to, do, but can't. Okay, bye. <laughs> I think that's fucking super smart. Yeah, because like if she is... would have just rebelled openly, he probably would have forced it on her, just in yeah. like a 
like matter. Any other, any other. Yeah, but because she was like, I would love to, but my hands are tied. And I really don't want to marry this old wrinkly ball sack. The way that she presented it made sense to him. But yeah, she didn't want to marry. How did you put it? The old wrinkly ball sack? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's exactly what I said. Was not interested. So there's a lot of political turmoil in Castile at this time. Mm-hmm. So Henry the Fourth is trying to like keep Izzy away from it, but you know our girl Izzy. She's got this laser fucking focus, mm-hmm. and she knows all about the drama already. This is like fucking soap opera. Yes, again. <laughs> so Henry's wife um, gives birth to the daughter Juana. We're gonna call her, but most people in Castile don't want her as the heir. I think it was less about her being a woman mm-hmm. or a girl, yeah. but more about that um, no one believed that she was his biological daughter. In fact, and, like if you go and look up this person in history, like Google her, it comes up as Juana the Bastard. Like she has gone down in history. Ouch. As Juana or Joanna that the Bastard. That hurts. A big part of the uh, population wanted Alfonso, Izzy's little brother, to be the next in line. In fact, a bunch of the nobles went so far as to claim Alfonso king. Like, they're just like, you know what? Next. No, oh, and he's, he's our king now. so in over his head. Like, yeah. he does not. He's younger than Izzy. He's, I just don't think he was equipped to be the king. I mean, long story short, Henry just, I imagine him just sitting there, like, wringing his hands, being like, what do I do? What I'm do a baby. Wah, wah. Um, and so, yeah, there was Civil War. <laughs> you know, like everybody does. Too long, didn't read Civil War. <laughs> so, another engagement. And he's just trying to marry this bitch he off. He is so desperate to calm down the Civil War. Which I don't blame him because there's a lot of fucking Civil War. I know. Um, one of the leaders <coughs> of the rebels was the Marquis of Viana. Viana? Mm-hmm. Viana. And um, the Marquis proposed that Isabella marry her. His brother, oh God. Pedro Pacheco. Don Pedro Pacheco. And Isabella was like, no, not no. Hell no. <laughs> First of all, he was a rebel and... Born bo- so way beneath her. Fa- and he was fucking 25 years older than her. Like, she didn't like Alfonso because he was like 20 years older. So she, what, they get a 25? But at, least, but at least he was king. This is like some upstart rebel. And, and he and, didn't have a fucking good reputation he either. Had, yeah, he gambled and was like a womanizer. And Izzy's like begging her like, oh my god, don't make me marry this fucking nobody who drinks all day and gambles Please. And Henry's like, I I literally have no other card to play right now. Because that's the sign of a weak king. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And she's he's like, oh yeah, and they have a shitload of money that they're going to give me. So, sorry is, about it. Isabella is like flipping the fuck she out at this point. She is in despair. She is. She is a damsel in distress. She is praying and fasting, which her daughter may take up on that. One day, yeah. Um, remember that girl Beatrice from Dusty Castle? Well, she was one of Izzy's ladies in waiting now, and she goes, um, "God will not permit it, and neither will I." And she had a dagger in her dress. In Ooh, ca- so in case scandalous. this Pacheco guy came to take Izzy, she would, he would shank a hoe. Hey, she was ready. <laughs> she was ready to shank a hoe for her best friend. <laughs> shank a hoe for show. Mm-hmm. So this is. I read this, and then I was like, mind blown. So, on his way over, Mm -hmm. Don Pedro Pacheco, um, he ends up dying on the way to the city to meet her. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm like, hashtag thoughts and prayers. (laughs) (laughs) And she is like... They worked. It worked. (laughs) And also, there was, like, no medicine, and people just died all the time. Yeah. But, and of course, everyone was like, was he poisoned? Was he poisoned? People died all the time. No. But Izzy was like... I need to take matters into my own hands. She was 16, and I really do think this is when she started being like, I need to make sure that I marry somebody I want to, because yeah. this guy's going to keep pushing me off on some like old yeah. dudes. She's like, who- I lucked out this time, but that might not be the case 
Next time. Next time. <laughs> and then the country goes into civil war again. again. Like, this is a, like, I, I can't This is like when the civil war came to a head and there was, like, a big battle. Fuck Henry. Like, he had his supporters and everything. Both sides claimed that they won, but nobody actually won. No, they It didn't. was a complete draw. But, like, Henry went to the battlefield with his men and hightailed it out of there, like, ten minutes in. He was like, this is scary. And, like... <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> people die in war. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that is the sound of him and his horse getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> and so because of that, Henry loses even more supporters for being. And he's already like at the bottom of the barrel, doesn't have very okay. many supporters. <laughs> this really, this story doesn't really further Isabella's story at all. I just love it for sheer pettiness. It was called the farce of Avila. 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 Um, <laughs> this is the most petty shit, y'all. I can't make this up. Love it. So the rebels and lords, they the rebels now have possession of Alfonso. He's yeah. their figurehead. They're calling him king, so he's going to like live with their rich dudes. So they go to this dude named the Archbishop of Toledo was like a super major player. And, like, the most prominent person in this town. And they go outside of the walls of, like, the castle there where Henry was staying at the time. And they build this platform. And they put a um, throne on it. And they put what is supposed to be an effigy of Henry on it. And it's, like, a per- it's a scarecrow. It's, it's a person like a made straw, straw man. Yeah, a it's straw a straw man. man. And they put a crown on it, and they give it, like, a scepter and, like, a sword and stuff. Yeah, and so then, like, when they get Henry's attention, they're like, okay, he's looking. And they take the crown and the sword and the scepter away from the straw man, throw him on the ground and set him on fire, <laughs> and then put Alfonso up on the... Baby king. Put him up. Well, I mean, I guess he would have been, like, 13 yeah, now or something. Still but still, baby. Yeah. Still a baby, <laughs> And they put him up on the crown and give him, uh, on the throne and give him the crown and, like, the sword and stuff. And he's like, oh, can I just just, go play with my fire trucks in the sandbox? And I, no, I think at this point, Alfonso was probably a lot like his sister. I think, they say if he would have lived, everybody thought he was going to be a good king. Because he was serious and determined like her. They both got that from their mom. And I think Alfonso took this very seriously. But it's just so fucking ridiculous because it held no... Like actual, there's no meaning. There was it was just to be like, you see this, Henry? Fuck you, middle fingers up. Uh, Tell him, boy, bye. It's just the pettiest shit. They set this scarecrow on fire, and they're like, "This is our king now." So anyway, this is there's so much fucking fighting at this point, and I really genuinely think that Henry is searching and looking for peace. Like yeah. he wants to be like, "Okay, maybe we just need to smooth all this shit over." He's like, "We can't go on like this." Yeah, because it's there's so much fucking fighting, and he ends up naming Alfie the successor to him, his heir. Um, and that actually superseded his daughter, Juana. So he was like, if you want to be heir, though, then you're going to need to marry Juana. And then y'all can rule together. And that just irons everything out. And we're just like not going to talk about how they were niece and marry- uncle. Yeah, like, yeah that's, that's, yeah. that's real fucking gross. Yeah. Ew. And so everybody just kind of agreed to that. And that smoothed everything over. Alfie's next. He's going to marry Juana. We're cool, 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 cool. Henry's wife was like, are you really going to pass up your own daughter like that? She was pissed the fuck she off. She took the fuck off. She, I mean, Joanna I of Portugal was out of there. She was like, absolutely not. And you refuse to take my lover. I mean, my daughter. Ooh. <laughs> my daughter's. But her daughter may have been from her lover. Lover. Anyway, <laughs> side note about her. She took off and took up with a lover and had, like, a couple of bastards. Fucking with. soap opera. Soap opera. <laughs> All right. Sand part of the story. Baby Alfie dies. Oh, 
And Sadly, just as some peace was actually being recognized, baby Alfie dies in 1468. He was 14. It was likely the plague, but there were also rumors that it could have been poisoning. Everybody said it was poisoning. Oh, my God. Everybody said everything was poisoning. It's like, oh, he died in his bed at age 80. And I can, see, I can see how you can jump down that rabbit hole because there's so much fighting in that time. And I mean, there's so much undermining. A lot of people blame Joanna of Portugal for poisoning him. But it I was mean, the fucking plague. Everybody, you got you got a cold and you died. You yeah. Know? You got a paper cut and you died back then. Like, <laughs> anyway, so there's no letters or anything to document exactly how Isabella would have felt about this, but I have to assume that she was devastated. How could like, you not be? They grew up together. They shared like that kind of traumatic experience of the beginning of their life together. She yeah. must have loved him dearly, so that's super sad. And she went on to live uh, in a convent after his death for, you know, her safety at that time mm-hmm. because she's like, oh, my God, she could be the heir to yeah, the throne. Yeah, she's like, I might be heir. I got to keep my yeah. reputation squeaky clean. I'm going to go hang out with some nuns for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the rebels switch their focus to Isabella. They're like, look, we want you to be our queen. We want you to be like the new figurehead mm. of the rebellion. Your brother's gone, and your other brother is a piece of shit, so please help us. Yeah. Izzy was really fucking smart to say yeah, no. Yeah, she tells them no. She said, look how much war and destruction has already happened because all you men can't just fucking agree on anything. There's too many fucking dicks flying You're around. You're acting like petty children. Right? And she told them, as long as my brother is alive, there's only one reigning monarch and i think this is such a turning point for isabella because up to this point in her life everything that's happened has happened to her or it's something she is reacting Ah. to this is the first thing where she actually goes i'm making a decision i have control over i am making a decision and i'm not gonna be party to your fighting anymore that's very interesting that's an interesting way to look at that so why do you think she turned down i think she turned it down because She's so smart. And I think she knew that Henry probably wasn't going to have any more kids. Yeah. And that she, it was just a waiting game. Yeah. I think that she was tired of the fighting. Mm -hmm. And she was tired of seeing everybody at war with each other and fighting all the time and all these And building platforms and burning scarecrows. Yeah, like, like she saw it as a joke. Petty shit. It's just a joke. And I think that she was over it and thought, okay, I now have a decision to make and I can go this way or that way. This way I fight more and that's been going on for hundreds of years or I try a more peaceful route yeah. and I can manage my own destiny and also she knew these are gonna she's she's like okay it's likely these are gonna be my subjects someday i want them to like me and not be like you know you caused this much war so so they end up compromising Mm -hmm. and henry invited izzy to come see her and they were both sick of of fighting and here's the cliff notes yeah the cliff notes because everything about this story is long and drawn out so um izzy would be henry's heir um, Henry could not force her to marry anyone against her will, but she had to get his permission before getting married, which all seems very reasonable to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So after this meeting, which was a huge fucking public spectacle and everybody was watching for the masses. And they went, they feasted and had parties like, yay, finally, peace and Castillo. And they were in the mini court in the city of Ocana. Ocana. Okana. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the little special thing about it. I don't think so. It. I I googled it specifically okay. to so like make Okana. sure it's Okana. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's where she was sent to kind of have like her own mini court. The people of Okana loved her. Yeah, they were supposed to be watching loved her. Loved her, and like, well, Henry did send like his spies to watch her, but confidential pe- informants. But the people would be like. <laughs> Oh, princess, you look so beautiful today. Don't trust that guy over there. Okay, bye. Good seeing you. <laughs> like, they would tell her. Like They cared about her. They loved her. and They would write, like, songs about her, right? <laughs> yeah, they would, like, sing songs about her in the street. Um, she was viewed basically the exact opposite of her loser brother and father. She was Hope. She was Obama 2007. So And Henry's trying to, like, He's like, let's just off. get this marriage thing figured out. And Izzy's kind of like... 
Remember? Remember that guy? What was his name? I think. I don't even remember. I think it was my cousin from Aragon. I think. Argonese. And Henry was like, no, there are better alliances. She had to agree to it, which is groundbreaking Mm -hmm. for a woman in the 15th century, like or 16th century, to be able to be like, no, I don't want to marry him. The 15th (laughs) 15th. century, right? Yeah. Sorry, I always get like... Um, Let's just say 1400. Like, I feel like that makes things so much easier. I know. That's why I always get confused. I'm like... So they start presenting some prospective husbands to him and uh, to her. Edward IV, who was, remember, Elizabeth Woodville's boo, um, he's like, how about my brother, who, like, would go on to be Richard III of Shakespeare fame. But that fell through. It was never really uh, what if serious. What if <laughs> that would have been a wild ride? That would have been a very different Shakespeare play. <laughs> and then there was France, and... and that was a lot. That was talked about a lot more seriously. Yeah, and that was Louis the Eleventh's brother. Yeah, and um, that brother was a bit of a wild card, but. All throughout history in Europe, everybody's trying to make alliances with France. And then there's somebody that's so a uh, creep. Yeah. yeah I'm Alfonso is. of Portugal, and I'm coming back into the story. So a uh, creep. Yeah. So, um, so again, Henry was like, Alfonso V from Portugal would be a really great candidate. And she's like, help. oh my fucking God, no. She was like, next? We've already discussed this. I'm over this old crinkly ball sack. And then she's like, again, like, hey, but like, what was that guy from Aragon's name? Oh my God. He was kind of cute. Kind of my age. Yeah. (laughs) And like, it's like the more Isabella suggested it, the more like that Aragon marriage, the more Henry was like, no, I don't want you marrying that. But then (coughs) Henry breaks their deal. Yeah. So. Old Afonso of Portugal was like, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a lot of money to marry your sister." I, like, it was a little like creepy. Like, <laughs> dude, why are you so obsessed with this teenager? Like, like, get over her. And Henry is finally like, "You know what? Fuck it. Yes, you can marry her." Blech. And I think Isabella's exact response was, "Excuse me, excuse me." Because this broke their deal. And Henry knew Izzy wasn't into this dude. So it's not like he thought that maybe she would. Yeah, she had like told him that she didn't want to marry him like 10 years ago. Like. (laughs) So Isabella was like, I, I gotta, I gotta do this for myself. And she starts really seriously floating the idea of Ferdinand of Aragon around to her court, like her little mini court there yeah, in Yeah, and then the people of Okana start to write songs about how her and Ferdinand are just, like, yeah, shacking up. they write these songs. Two compare. little birdies, kids sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> and they, like, write these songs comparing Ferdinand's youth and, like, respectability to, um, like, Alfonso's wrinkly ball sack. <laughs> like... <laughs> It was just like gross. <laughs> you could tell who they preferred. Yeah, they preferred they preferred the younger guy that was her age. <laughs> Henry even sent somebody like the word got back to him that look, she's talking about just marrying somebody without your permission. So he did send someone to arrest her, but I guess the people of Okana were like revolt. We're like maybe you Viva should go visit revolution. your mother because somebody might be coming to arrest you. So Izzy ends up taking matters into her own hands. Mm-hmm. She writes a letter to Ferdinand of Aragon's dad. I think his name was like John or something lame. Um, yeah, <laughs> like everybody else's. It name. was John or Henry or something like that. And hey, look, any way you want to. She wrote him and was like, "Hey, I want to marry your son." And we need to make this happen without my brother knowing. And King, uh, the King of Aragon was like, score! Yes! Yes, 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 Finally, yes, 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 I have a good one. And Aragon was a tidbit broke at the time. Yeah, so this was a huge score for them. So let's talk about Ferdinand. He was, I don't know, I can't remember if it was one or three years younger. I think it's one. It's one year one. younger than mm-hmm. Izzy. So that's a huge a much smaller gap than the 20 to 25 year yeah, gap. Yeah, he's a, he's the same age, so obviously they have the same sort of interest and in, in ideas and like And the two places 
Castile and Aragon are very similar cultures. It's like the boy next Same door. Same language. They're, he, they're literally next door. Yeah. He is the boy next door. His family had been um, involved in the Catalonian Wars for forever now. And so unfortunately, this war had left their, had left Aragon really poor. Broke to broke, broke. But he had also inter- inherited the title of Sicily, uh, King of Sicily. So he was the heir of Aragon and the King of Sicily. Pretty but fucking cool. He didn't really have a whole lot of money, though. But he grew up in a similar court for Isabella, and he <coughs> he saw war at a very young age. Yeah. His education is really impressive. Like, his parents were like, you are going to be a good king. Yeah, so he, he knows how to, like, be a diplomat and write treaties. Yeah, he, he knows how to, like... Trained in combat, yeah. and he spoke a bunch of languages. He taught, like, art and music, too. He was known to be very, like, a very quiet and stoic man, um, but, like, when he did talk, he commanded, like... Attention. Yeah, because, oh, he's not just... He, frivolous talk wasn't a thing he did, so if he was talking... He had you shit listened. to say. Yeah. yeah. And let's let's say that he wasn't quite the looker. Yeah, he wasn't known to be super handsome. And Katie pulled a picture of him <laughs> online. Yeah, like if you Google Ferdinand of Aragon, like his main <laughs> portrait that pops up, he looks high as shit. Yeah, he does. Like he's oh, wearing dude. like this paisley ass like fucking coat. I, I love I love his outfit. Just his eyes are red. Eyes Why did they make red. his eyes he, so bloodshot? He looks stoned as fuck. He looks like he is about to say say y'all want to go to taco bell like, <laughs> that is the next thing out of this motherfucker's mouth but despite his appearance he really did have a good reputation he had Spain. like the exact opposite reputation of her brother yeah and that's like, probably so what, what com- appealed compared to old wrinkly ball sack portugal king yeah. this was like the hookup yes of the century of the millennia <laughs> so izzy and the king of aragon get to work on the marriage contract um, they got a papal dispensation from the Pope because they were second cousins. Guess where they got it from? Um, pope Daddy Borgia. He wasn't the Pope yet. He no, was he was a, like the Cardinal of Spain. So he may have... Um, it was forged. Yeah. It was forged. Yeah. Pope, pope Daddy was... He got if you forged. haven't listened to our Lucrezia Borgia, we're talking about Rodrigo Borgia, um, who was... Lucrezia's um, father, and we call him Pope Daddy. Pope Daddy. Pope Daddy. Not a pope. Um, yeah, so a pope daddy probably forged the papal dispensation. Yeah. Got it. What I read was that he got it, like, forged by a lesser than, like, somebody underneath him was mm. like, hey, you need to write this and do this. And they did it. And they accepted it. And Izzy probably knew it was forged, but she was like, prove it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so they agreed that Isabella would be an equal co ruler, and um, Ferdinand wouldn't be above her in rank. They Which would be, is important to know. It's very important. So Isabella says she's gonna. Hey, I'm gonna go visit my mom. I'm gonna go to Dusty Castle because ye old Dusty Castle needs a visit from me. Yeah, and Ferdinand decides. Oh, I'm gonna sneak across that border. He sneaks into the country, so literally sneaks- dressed like a peasant. He sneaks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he rides a donkey from Aragon to Castile. So from so classy. I put it in Google Maps, and so it's like. A 22-hour bike ride? I don't know the bicycle to donkey conversion. Ratio. <laughs> but, I mean... I would say about 40 hours. I'm going to assume it was a couple of days. Yeah, took him a couple of days to get there. Days. And they only traveled at night. He was in a very small group of people, which was dangerous because they were only traveling at night. And they were incognito. They were all dressed like peasants. And he was dressed like the servant of the peasants or whatever. I think this is so cute. Like, so, this story to me is so cute. So that's really dangerous. But then yeah. um, Archbishop Bishop of Toledo guy that <coughs> mentioned once or twice, he was a huge ally, a huge supporter of Izzy. He sends some people to meet them, like, halfway to make sure that they make it the rest of the way safely. Because this was really brave of them. Yeah, to, this I is mean, a two-day trip. At well, night. It's more than that. It's like a three-day, yeah. four-day trip. So um, Ferdinand finally arrives into Avilia, and he and Izzy, they get to know each other for about a week. 
and it said that they hit it off like right away. I mean, they're the same age. They've both been similar raising nobility. Like, like they, they know I, I adversity, like, but they also and I think yeah. that's what made them a successful and they couple. Bo- and they also had like a very. They understood the saying, like, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah. They understood their sense of responsibility. all of the other kings and queens. Were good at doing king shit. They were good at doing king shit. They were good at doing king shit. Um, Side note, Henry's spies are on her, like, this whole time. So, like, Henry knew something was up. But, like, the high-ranking people that were on Izzy's side were doing such a great job of, like, where is she? Is she over here now? Yeah. Is she over here now? They were on her like brown on rice, mm-hmm. not white on rice, because brown rice is better for you. Brown <laughs> rice is better for you. It's higher in fiber, I believe. Yes. So they get married on October 19th of 1469, and they elope in a city of Valladolid. Sorry. That, that is really... a hard w- I don't know how to say that town. Yeah, that one's really Valladolid? hard. Valladolid? Valladolid. Was that the whitest way to say it? Yeah. Valladolid? That, that. <laughs> yes. Um, it was, the ceremony was in, like, because they don't have two pennies to rub together. No. Her income, her, like, not salary, like, allowance has been cut off. He, um, Aragon's poor as shit. So, really, the nobles of the towns, like, all pitched in to throw them a wedding. It was just, like, throwing dollar bills, yeah. Yeah, and it was in the home of one of the nobles, and they had, like, a week-long celebration just on the charity of the people that loved them so much. Yeah, and then Henry, uh-huh, the little dickwad, gets mm-hmm. word of this, and Izzy sends her dudes to tell Henry and to be like, hey, is is this marriage okay now? And Henry was like, fuck no, this marriage is not okay now. You went ahead and, like, because they'd, they'd already consummated the marriage yeah. by now. I don't think these two serious people that understand the importance of that would have that are waited around. 17, 18, like, they're in their, they're, they're old enough. They were down to clown. <laughs> yeah. They, I'm pretty sure they fucked right away. So yeah. the marriage was consummated. Yeah. You could not make them not be married anymore. Yeah. Henry is so pissed. He's like, nope. My daughter's heir now. So fuck you, fuck you, fuck your husband, fuck Aragon. Nope, nope, nope. And he just like went on yelling this into the void, but never like wrote it down. <laughs> so it didn't actually. He never do made anything. like any acts of succession. He never like put it in writing. Writing. He never made a will. He was just like, my. It reminds me. Do you watch The Office? Yeah. Do you know that episode where Michael declares bankruptcy by just going, uh, I declare bankruptcy! That's not it, how it works. It <laughs> reminds me of that, of him just being like, my daughter is here! And it's like, yeah, but you have to... Actually, You have to do things. Do it. Ma- but anyway, so um, he betroths his little baby daughter, who's like, Juana is nine now, to guess who? The fucking Soba Creep. Yeah. yeah, Alfie. I'm Blah. the king of Portugal, and I'm gonna creep into Castile. Yeah, he's got a fucking wrinkly ball sack. And so gag, gag. <laughs> so um, they're holding their own little special fucking. So court. Izzy and Alfonso are just like, let's just ignore him. They have their own court. They have their first daughter in um, 1470, who they also named Isabella. God. There's so many Isabellas, so many Juanas. But there's only one that's important. Well, her mother was important. Well, but, her mother yeah. was, but but in this episode. But now, um, so anyway, <laughs> so now we got three Izzies in this story. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> and so she's showing that she's everything her brother's not. She's fertile. Yeah. She's fertile got Myrtle. She's popping babies within the first year of marriage. Boop, boop, boop. She's smart. She's got the love and support of the people in her country. This She's everything a, he's not. Yeah, and it's a good time for her. It's a good time for her. Until war. Because <laughs> it's a fucking soap opera. Because there's war all the time. Ferdinand finds out that his dad is being attacked by the French. And they're completely helpless. Yeah. And so Izzy's like, got you, boo. And raises troops for him to take off to Aragon. Get it, girl? Yeah. She knows she knows how to please her man. <laughs> <laughs> and he rides off to Aragon, and he can ride up and be like, look, my wife is doing everything to help us. 
in our war against France. And so now all the people of Aragon love her, too. Yeah, they're like, wow, this this queen really is here to support us. She is just making friends left and right. So while her hubby is gone, her brother king invites her to his court. And she's obviously apprehensive because Mm -hmm. what a fucking convenient time. Oh, my husband's gone and now you're inviting me. What, so you can throw me in prison? No. Exactly. Why the fuck am I going to listen to you? Yeah. But her old friend... Shanka Ho Beatrice. Shanka Ho Beatrice. <laughs> Who is now married to the governor of Segovia, which, by the way, she, like, she's moved on up. Mm-hmm. Henry kept his court in Segovia. Yeah. And that's where Beatrice's husband was governor of. Oh. And so Beatrice was like, look, if they were planning to harm you, I would know. Like, oh, clever, clever. She was, like, she was like, look, I promise just... It would do such good for this country and for the line of succession if you just come and make peace with your brother. Izzy was like, fine, I'll go see my brother. And this is going to be the first time since she got married. Yeah, that's a big deal. And um, so she rolls up to Segovia, but she's got like an escort. She didn't come in on her own. She like got... She see me rolling, they hated. And, <laughs> but she's got like... Probably the arch uh, Archbishop of Toledo, who was like her BFF supporter. Gonna catch me riding dirty. Gonna, gonna catch me riding dirty. <laughs> and she's got like all her rich friends rolling up with her. So she's not like riding in on her little horse being like, I'm here to see my brother. She's here with like a posse, <laughs> you know. And Henry's like, I need you to pledge loyalty and to she's my like, daughter. And she's like, okay, mm, sure. <laughs> Fingers crossed behind her back. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need you to say... Wanna is air, and she's like, I have the plague. <laughs> I have the plague. But anyway, I mean, she must have said, like, yeah, Wanna's air, because the meeting ended up being like a huge success. And it was like, it was like the first time that they met and made that peace treaty about, um, I won't force you to marry anybody, you know, because it was, again, a big spectacle for the people of, of Castile. Like, they go on walks together. They would have, like, Mm. big dinners together and invite all these people. Lovely. So Henry thinks he solved his problems by getting his sister under under his thumb. And Izzy has Henry off her fucking ass. Off her fucking ass. No longer is he, like, a burden. Yeah. But things weren't perfect. No. The next few years passed, and... Aragon is still at war, so Ferdinand's gone for, like, the next two years or something. And, um, which is probably why they didn't have, like, there's, like, a five-year gap in between their first and second kid. Because it wasn't there. Yeah. King Henry was, like, maybe starting to lose his mind a little bit. And he would go back and forth. Like, it's literally one day he would wake up and be like, my sister Izzy, I love her. And the next day he'd wake up and be like, she's the devil. We must kill her. You know, like. Make up your fucking mind. Yeah, and I'm sure Izzy was just like, oh, how's he feeling today? (laughs) Not today, Satan. Mm -mm. (laughs) So, and then finally, 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 King Henry dies on December 11th of 1474. I read in a contemporary source that was like, he was well advanced in age. He was fucking 49. He was 49. (laughs) (laughs) But he had been king for about 20 years at this point. Izzy? No, she's not wasting any fucking time right now. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh. She's She's like, like, bitch, that's my throne. She's like, get that crown on my head immediately. (laughs) So he... She was already in Segovia at the time, so she's like right where the main court is. Yeah. Even though, like, she had verbally sworn to support his daughter. She had her fingers crossed. It wasn't... (laughs) There was no... There was nothing to make the people enforce that because it wasn't written down anywhere. Henry didn't leave a will. So she could, she was just like, I never said that. People were like, cool, here, here, be queen. So King Henry died on December 11th. Izzy had her coronation on December 13th. Two days later. That's one day of planning. (laughs) That is one day of planning her coronation. That's pretty fucking awesome. I wonder, I wonder how long, I wonder how long she'd been planning that though. Yeah, she probably been planning it for a she while. Probably, she was probably like, you know, Monica and Friends, how she has like, for her wedding, has all those like different idea books or something. She had, she, she had been working on her coronation Pinterest board for, for ages. For a while. Years and years. Yeah, she went through the streets and like thousands of people were there and she's like crowned 
and she gets anointed. And Ferdinand, all the while, is still in Aragon fighting that shit, and the nobles in Castile write a decree that, hey, guess what? Your wife, Isabella, is fucking queen now. <laughs> but you're not king. And he gets word of this, and he is a pissed off. He storms back to Castile. It, I'm sure it was, I'm sure when these people fought, it was... Brutal. And they apparently got in a big fight, because he was like, what is this, that you're queen and I'm not king? Like, da 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 And, she, and then Izzy's like, shh, 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 calm down, boo-boo. And she's like, look, first of all, we only have a daughter right now. And if I don't set the precedence that women can't inherit, our daughter can't inherit. So, so hello. We got, so we got to do that. <laughs> he's, she's like, secondly, I will always consult you in any decision I make. We are going to, we're going to be in this together. We're going to be co-rulers just here in Castile, I need to be the one, like, that it's official. Because she's, she's going to write shit down. Yeah. She's not going to be like her brother. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm going to write this down and get you to fucking sign it. <laughs> and so exactly. everything was, like, cool after that, right? Of course right? not. Right. God damn it. But, you know, Izzy was more popular, but one of the bastard is still alive. And, of course... She's got her faction supporting her. Namely, she's got that fucking weird ass fucking so why creep, the king of Portugal, creep. Alfie the creep. Yes, and he wants to be king of Castile. Now we're at war with Portugal, and this is Isabella's first like war as queen. So it's first of many. <laughs> it's time to show what she's fucking made of. And I think I think that's a good place to stop this episode. Yeah, she just got crowned queen and she's about to face her first battle, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. All right. <laughs> so uh, creep. So thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, just like hit us up. You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. We're at queens underscore podcast. Guys for listening. Cheers. Bye, girl. Clink, <laughs> what did it take to survive an ancient siege? Why was the cult of Dionysus behind so many slave revolts in ancient Rome? What's the tragic history and mythology behind Japan's most haunted ancient forest? We're Jen and Jenny from Ancient History Fangirl. Join us to explore ancient history and mythology from a fun, sometimes tipsy perspective. Find us at ancienthistoryfangirl.com or wherever you get your podcasts.